Oh god, okay. This is how we're starting. Right? Why are you pissed off? <laughs> because I can't find any of my good t-shirts. You know how like when it comes to filming you have like good t-shirts, right? I can't mm. find any of my t-shirts. They've all disappeared. I can't find anything today. This isn't even my jumper. So I'm just I'm that's the mood I'm in today. Well can I sound like a holier than thou? like youtuber bitch i have like five t-shirts i'm kind of like vaguely a minimalist (laughs) yeah i'm not like the full way i just can't do it but i don't like having stuff and if i'm not wearing something regularly i get rid of it like i'm about to go through my wardrobe again and get rid of stuff even though i did it like six months ago i just like to have as little stuff as possible so um i'm a minimalist guys i'm better than all of you it's just that (laughs) I have a whole wardrobe full of stuff that I don't wear because I don't like how I look, how I look at it. But I keep thinking, well, one day when I lose twenty pounds, maybe I could wear this shirt again. Do you know? What I mean? No, too deep, too deep already. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, and I'm trying. I'm refraining from just telling you that like you're being ridiculous because I don't want to invalidate your feelings, but you're being ridiculous. I have a pair of shorts from when I was sixteen that I can. Like, I can, I can't even like pull them up, right? Because I was sixteen when I wore them. But I still, you know, I keep and and the Holland, no, not Holland Barrett, the Holland Barrett do not do shorts. <laughs> no. What's what's the shop? And it's really dark inside, and it's like surfer vibes, but it's like babe, we're in oh London. Hollister. Yeah, they're Hollister shorts, so you know that they're like really small as well. Because Hollister, I anything really... from Hollister? Oh well, the CEO is really like sniffy about um who wears his clothes so everything's like size zero or size two or you know what i mean like that type of mm-hmm. you know so i got these hollister shorts that i had from when i was 16 and i've still got them you know just in case i miraculously get really skinny and then i could fit into these shorts that i wore when i was six and do you know what i mean yeah i kind of like i wonder though what maybe we are getting too deep too soon but i kind of wonder though why that would be a thing to strive for because this is gonna sound like i'm being like a pick me by the way i'm not i'm genuinely just explaining the facts of the matter i stopped growing when i was about 12 like completely (laughs) so i can still fit into all those clothes which for me is embarrassing i'm like i I, hate you (laughs) i know but it's not a good thing i'm like i have no like curves i have like I'm, I'm just like short and i look weird like i feel like i don't look like an adult woman which is embarrassing for me like i'm an adult woman i want to look like that i don't know it does sound very pick me and i know that but I'm, that's not what i'm doing i swear well like this year i've already been sick twice this year like i've had the, i caught the flu twice i don't know how but i spoke to my doctor and they've assured me that everyone just keeps catching the flu so it's not anything that i'm doing particularly wrong even though I don't take my multivitamins, right? Um, So because of that, you know, I'm not like the most active person, but I I, I do try and be a bit active every single day and go on walks and whatever. But I think because I've been having these periods of just like staying in and, you know, because I've been like coughing and wheezing, not being able to like go out or or have a run or whatever, 
I've put on a few pounds. <laughs> this is so pathetic. I've put on like six pounds since the beginning of this year, right? I forgot where I was going with that. I just want the audience to know that I put on six pounds since January and I'm not happy about things. And I'm sure there was a point. I've totally forgotten it. Um, oh no, that's it, right? So I've put on six pounds and I think like a little bit of that has gone to my boobs. And I don't like that. I would rather have no boobs and be really, really skinny. You know, you remember like the 2000s, the whole lollipop head, like lollipop figure thing? I would rather have that body again. I don't want to have boobs. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm. I mean, I guess they're not good for your back. So that is an issue in and of itself. <laughs> but like I've gained I don't, about nine. No, not nine. That's way too many. I can't count. Seven kilos in the last few months. And it's all gone to my face. Please ignore my phone. I'm so unprofessional. Jesus Christ, it's my therapist. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> she's like why are you talking about your weight stop no get her in on this conversation because i feel like we all need a therapy session we've been so fucking stereotypical right now i've been like oh my god i put on weight no but it's really annoying me because i did put on six pounds it's like i was meant to be two stone lighter by my birthday in january so i know i didn't exactly work out more and didn't stick to a calorie deficit but i don't know how this has happened how am I putting on weight? I'm not doing anything to actively lose weight, but how is this happening? It's bullshit. I'm not having a good year. I had a bad year. But having the flu and stuff like continuously is also wreaking havoc with my skin. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I get it. Because you're like, when you're sick, you're like sweaty and gross and it's not good for your skin. And you don't keep up with like your routines or whatever. So my year so far is a disaster. How's yours? What month? It's fucking April. Oh yes, God, it's, I'm it's embarrassed that. <laughs> it started off good. I went to like I went to London to see you, and then that was all great. And then I fucked up my arm, and that's been my like last month and a half. So, <laughs> not very good. Yeah, I keep getting the flu. You like damaged your arm forever just by banging in to a table that's oh, not forever. embarrassing <laughs> it's not forever like as soon as it's healed fully it's healed you i'll be able to lift weights and everything if i want to i'm doing physiotherapy every week and she's like you'll be fine once you're fully healed but like don't be an idiot and risk everything but yeah we're not doing great but then i'm gonna bring it back to us being idiots that means it's fine if we've gained weight that's okay comfort weight well I went <laughs> I, no it literally is it is comfort weight um, I went boxing the other day for the first time in a really long time oh wow how was that uh, not too bad actually. oh no that's another thing okay 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 so um, this is nothing to do with boxing but ugh, I'm so tr- I'm literally so triggered right now so <laughs> you remember on my birthday I had my nails done and they were nice and they were like gel nails they weren't anything crazy they were just gels they weren't acrylics again sounded so stereotypical right now like (laughs) i'm gonna pretend i remember i'm so sorry i don't think i even looked at your nails did you show me i'm so narcissistic why would i think that you would give a shit about me having my nails done on my birthday that okay that's embarrassing (laughs) well i got my nails done because i never like get my nails done anywhere it was the first time i ever went i got my nails done got them gelled yeah and then 
Uh, we were shooting the documentary, so I went for a different nail colour again, just the gels. I got them done like nude or whatever, because I thought that'd be professional. So then I got them taken off, like they did a soap off or whatever it's called, right? Where they're like scraping, putting the acetate on and like scraping it and stuff. Oh. And when you get like your nails done, they buff them down a little bit, right? So I guess it's a smoother surface to apply all the gels and stuff. And she was buffing them. And then you weren't about to see this, right? This one, this one started hurting a bit. And I was like, what are you doing? And she had buffed it so much. She had like buffed the nail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How would, how would, how? Because I think she was, she was in a mood. She was thinking about like some boy that had wronged her. We'd be chatting and stuff. And I think like she just was like, oh, this fucking boy. And she buffed it down. So like my nails are, and also, and I didn't get them redone yet. They're so thin right now because of all the buffing that they've had done in the past like two or three months that I keep getting that thing where, okay, they keep breaking really easily, but also like a little bit of too much pressure and they bend backwards. Do you know what I mean? You know, when nails do that, they bend back a little bit. Why do people get this done? This is like sadomasochism. Why would you get this done? Because then you're stuck in a trap of having to get your nails, I guess, gelled every month so that they feel thicker and they don't feel like shit these feel i'm never getting it done ever again i'm, ne- I'm never fucking with, na- with my nails because they feel like shit i can't grab things properly right now because you can't use your nails because otherwise they just like bend halfway back and you <sighs> yeah but the thing is even as you're saying this i'm still like no i'd like fake nails i love the super long nails like that i would love to get them i really would it's just not i can't do it but I think they look pretty. I think it's worth it. No, <laughs> worth ruining your not. hands. No, it's disgusting. Can't do anything. If I was in the wild right now, I'd be dead. <laughs> I, wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to climb a tree. All my fucking fingernails would be popping off. Can you climb a tree? I haven't in a long time, but I reckon I could. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the context. But I, I I've think never I done it. I've never climbed a tree. And people are like, say that this, I don't know. I just haven't done it. I don't. I guess there was no tree around for me to climb. Where did you grow up? Chernobyl. <laughs> they have trees there. Don't they? Yeah, dead with dead ones. Yeah, but is you that... climb them. Is that too edgy? Too soon? R.I.P. It was like 30 years ago. I think it's okay. It feels like 50 years ago. I've been really into nukes recently, so it's at the forefront of my... I know. <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that one. No, 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 we'll get into it, don't you worry. We'll get into it. Right, okay. Can we not get into it now? I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> oh, I, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Okay. Gonna I trust mean, you. if it happens, you'll want to just, like, die instantly anyway. I mean, like, angry. I, my hyperfixation this week is nukes. Oh, you know what mine is? Those, I... <laughs> Anybody who's around my age... I'm like messaging them with a picture of this. Did you have these Bear in the Big Blue House crisps? Because Why? They were... Is this like your Mandela effect or something? Like only you can remember these crisps? No, like I found a picture on Google Images. They definitely oh. existed. <laughs> <laughs> but they were just so fucking good. And I loved them when I was a kid. And I just remember being in a solicitor's office, like eating them. Like when they had all the toys. And I thought they were Barney crisps. but They're not Barney. They're Bear in the Big Blue House. And that is, I can't. I'm obsessed. This has been going on for like days now and I can't stop thinking about them and nobody's had them and I don't understand. They were so good. I think they were bacon flavoured corn chips. Or something. Mm. 
really good. Well, speaking <laughs> of crisps, do you get Walker's crisps in Ireland? Yeah. Have you had any recently? No, I mostly just eat those lentil ones because they're nicer. They've changed <laughs> the recipe to Walker's crisps. I mean, I've only tested this theory out with salt and vinegar, but they taste shit now. They taste like balsamic salt and vinegar. And I don't think balsamic salt and vinegar is a nice crisp anyway. You know, like those kettle chips that are like all posh and stuff. No, so up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) They're so vinegary though. They're so nice. No, the most vinegary crisp is a McCoy. A nice thick ridge cut McCoy. You ever had those? I They're think good. so. They're like acid. They like burn off your tongue. But Walkers, they changed the recipe and they just taste stale. And I'm never going to buy from them ever again. I'm sure they're really upset, actually. Yeah, they're missing out on a good like <laughs> 10 quid a year of my patronage. Have you made a video yet to complain? What, on crisps? <laughs> yeah. And not specifically about these. Like make it like a proper like tea video everybody's disgusted find like one tweet from somebody complaining about it or then it's just like your own post no i they're saying i complained about it on instagram and i added walker's crisps but i could see that they didn't bother seeing my message so how fucking dare they don't they know it's rude it It is really rude rude. Mm. (laughs) you know i realize as this conversation has started i've said i'm kind of like a minimalist and also i eat lentil crisps so I actually feel like I'm completely up my own arse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm so pretentious. I hate it. You're just a Gen Zer. They're all pretentious. It's fine. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the case. But I'm like, I'm a zillennial. But yeah, I'm Gen Z. <laughs> so. A what? A zillennial? A zillennial. It's like when a you're zillennial. on the cusp, because like I'm mm. barely Gen Z. I am technically Gen Z, but I'm like an elder Gen Z. I'm like the mm. oldest that they get. So I still got some like millennial stuff. Like I watched Friends as it was happening, <laughs> like that kind <laughs> of thing. I am definitely a millennial, but I don't feel like a millennial, right? Because millennials, they do things like they'll put up TikToks of their dogs and the dogs will all be the golden Labrador retriever type dogs, right? And they'll put up captions being like, nom nom, my human. Do you know know what I mean? You know when they do that and it gives me some sort of venereal disease. Every time I I see this shit, it embarrasses me. Like you get first-hand embarrassment watching this. You know, millennials, they do stuff like that. And I feel yeah. like my sense of humour is more like the the, the younger gen. Because, you know, like, I think it's Gen Z. They have, like, a really abstract sense of humour, right? Which is really stupid. I find that kind of stuff funny. And I think millennials are funny. And millennials, they all do the same thing. They're like, they'll buy a house in this economy somehow. And the, <laughs> cap- the caption will be like, so I did a thing. So fuck <laughs> off. Stop bragging. I feel like I'm not a millennial at heart. I feel like I'm a Gen Z. You don't seem to be. I think it's like the... It's just I the think fringe it's awareness. Immaturity. I mean, yeah. I know, like, there's um one... I don't know what they're called. People that write for... I do know what they're called. I can't think. People that write for magazines and online articles. What are they called? Magazine writers. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Moving yeah. on. See, that humbled <laughs> me. Now I'm not so pretentious <laughs> anymore. Um, There's one that, like, I... 
I we follow each other and stuff. And then she was asking people who are like Gen Z, millennial on the cusp and stuff to like talk about what they think the differences are between. And I messaged her. I was like, yeah, I can talk about that. It's the sense of humor. <laughs> Millennials have a more cringe sense of humor. And that's all it is. That's all that defines us is just the humor. So you can be a self-ID Gen Z if you want to. Why not? Do you know, I was in bed the other night and I was listening to TikTok on what I thought was, it was a low volume. It was like two button presses up from silence. Yeah, so it was a low volume, but my boyfriend was sleeping and I was laughing at these TikToks. I was trying to be quiet. And then I saw this one TikTok of this man. He was next to this really big wheel and it was standing kind of upright, right? And he like knocked into the big, like a like a monster truck wheel. He knocked into it and it fell down on him. And as it fell on him, it caught his shorts and it pulled down his shorts. And then he, he tripped off a bitch. <laughs> and he was there shortless, rolling around on the floor and I laughed so hard and I got in trouble for it because it woke my boyfriend up and he was so pissed off at me. I've never seen you laugh this much ever <laughs> at anything. It was, so, it was so funny. And then the next day he was like, what were you laughing at? So I showed him it and he went, <sighs> and he walked out of the room. <laughs> Oh god, I know you've actually like sent me TikToks. I don't know if that's one of them, but I haven't I keep seeing that you send them and then I don't open them. I'm so sorry. It's just I know as soon as I open it I have to commit to watching them and I'm just not ready emotionally. Apologize. Oh, I don't like I refuse to watch whenever anyone sends me like a link or TikToks or I'm like I ain't gonna watch this bullshit. But then what ends up happening, right? Because usually Callum will send me, he'll send me like 20 TikToks in a day and I'll be like, who the fuck do you think you are? Callum, my best mate, he's been on my channel like what's twice before. But like, who the fuck do you think you are? I didn't have the time to watch these 20 TikToks, probably amounts to like three minutes total time spent on TikTok, but still, right? But when people send you stuff and you don't look at it, it actually comes up on your For You page. So I'll end up like watching a TikTok laughing, sending it to him, but he already sent it to me. And then he'll be like, how dare you? Can you please just watch no. No. Right. So I'm going to expose you now because I send you TikToks and then you send me ones and I just assume you've watched the ones I've sent you. Have you not been watching the TikToks I sent you? I send you, you my best shit. Me, have I you? do. Yes. <laughs> and then you send me stuff. Sometimes you respond and now I'm like, did you just like come up with a, a generic response but you didn't watch it? <laughs> Like when people just say slay to everything, is that what's happening? Maybe. I'm very offended. I don't, I don't know. No, maybe I do watch I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I've been on such a TikTok binge recently and I've only just discovered this man called Theo Vaughn. Have you heard of him? He's this American. He's got like one of those Southern, like thick accents. He is the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. Like he's just an anomaly. He doesn't make any... So, like, like you can never predict what's going to come out of his mouth, right? He's the funniest. Oh, you sent me him. He's the guy who said, what the fuck did he say? He said something. He has really, like a mullet. Like... <clears throat> yeah, no, you sent me something from him and I was just watching it going like, this is the biggest out of shite I've ever heard. But this man, just the way he expresses himself, it's amazing. But I do not remember what he was talking about at all. I know, I can't remember anything that he's spoken about either. And in the past two weeks, I've listened to like podcasts that he's been in. I've been watching like his TikToks and stuff. I can't remember anything he said, but he's a genius. 
Like, and I don't think a lot of his audience actually understand how smart he is. Because he says these wild things. People don't realise that, like, to be as witty as he is, you have to be quite intelligent. Because he's mm. way wittier than I am. And I'm, like, the smartest person on this entire platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, of course. We know this. Right? Yeah, mm. standard. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's way smarter than, like, what people think. And he's so funny. I listened. I actually listened to a few of his joe rogan episodes because joe rogan and i we're in this space right now where i feel like um i get to this space with joe rogan where i feel like i forgive him you know for all the times he's annoyed me and then we're cool again in my head and then i start to listen to him a bit too much and i get annoyed with him all over again so at the moment we're kind of cool but I can't listen to his podcast too much because every time that he bangs on about veganism, I'm like, for fuck's sake, Joe, that's it. I'm not listening to you again. You know, he has no idea that I exist. But, mm-hmm. you know, from my perspective, we're kind of chill at the moment. Like if he invited me to go on his show, I would. But that might be different <laughs> next month. Because like, I can't listen to him talk about, like, if he starts to mention veganism, I have to, like, turn off his podcast. I don't listen to every episode. I just, you know, if he's got an interesting person on, like, Mr. Beast, I'll listen. Okay, maybe I'm part of the problem. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to, like, a full episode from him. Maybe clips here and there, but I just, I have trouble keeping up with him. Like, the way he speaks is really difficult for my brain, and I just, I don't take in a word that he says. I don't know what it is, but I, I just can't do it. Maybe I haven't tried hard enough, though. Maybe maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> oh, you're okay, because he actually repeats himself, like, every single podcast anyway, so I couldn't listen to every podcast religiously. Um, anyway, because he's always just complaining about the same thing every single show. He'll get such a variety of guests on, like, interesting people, and then he'll just complain about the same culture war, American-centric, like, thing that's going on over there. And it's like, mm-hmm. bro, you've got, like, this evolutionary scientist on i like he doesn't want to hear your opinions about the left versus right like republicans versus democrats i'm sure he doesn't want to hear about that shut up for one second get your head out your ass and also his stand-up isn't that good like yeah oh yeah i did see his stand-up i also had the same problem of not being able to keep up with what he was talking about so i just it wasn't for me i don't even remember what his jokes are about i think he had some jokes about his cat that were quite funny that's all i took in i was like oh cats i'm paying attention now but Mm. um the culture war stuff, I mean, he knows what his audience wants and he knows what people are going to click on. So that's just what he's which, doing. Which I totally get, but it's like, but you are saying the same thing every single episode. And if it's not getting better, then who cares? Like, it makes you wish for a nuclear winter. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, can you please talk about the nukes? I'm getting more and more concerned. <laughs> it's a line from Fallout New Vegas where these... Have you ever played Fallout? Mm, maybe well Fallout New Vegas is the best one don't bother with 3 or 4 the writing's terrible um, because it's Bethesda not Obsidian um, but Fallout New Vegas like the, the NCR troops they walk around and they have those pre-recorded lines that they repeat every so often and one of those is strolling the Mojave makes you almost wish for a nuclear winter and that's how I feel about <laughs> every time I go outside like going outside in England just makes you wish for a nuclear winter I'm not allowed to comment on that because I'm Irish and people are going to say I'm, like, being a terrorist or something. So, can't say anything about England ever. People give out to me for this the other day for shitting on England. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I was like, what are you... 
Why do you care? Because it's England. But the English, bad guys. People, English people shit on England all the time. It's probably one of those things where I bet the people that are having a go at you aren't even English. I bet they live in, like, Spain. Oh, no, they definitely were not English. I don't think so. Didn't get mm. the the colonizer vibes from them, you know? The illiteracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say this. I'm English. I'm, like, mostly English. A little bit. most Mostly, for the most part. Just, just like, this much English. I'm gonna, like, I want to do a DNA test at some point, and if I have any English, I'm gonna be, like, rioting against myself. Although my mum did one, and she was, like, 100% Irish, so I don't think there's any English in me. So I'm good. I'm good to shit on you guys. <laughs> I hope there's 50% English. <laughs> like, so I depressing. really hope there is. I'd be so upset. I don't know how that could be possible, given I have parents from two completely different countries, but, um... Somehow, fifty percent English. Yes. If you're part, if you are like a little bit English, legally you have to sing "God Save the Queen" every day at high noon with afternoon tea. High noon afternoon tea. You have to have a cup of tea and sing "God Save the Queen." It's true. I will like, be singing Irish rebel songs. Obliged. You know, I used to work with an Australian girl, and she was telling me about how, like, because she wasn't born in Australia to get her citizenship or whatever she had to sing that or something or make an allegiance to the queen or something i was like wait australia's english i'm so confused what does this mean i don't know geography or world politics i don't understand i have no brain in my head you look equally confused i'm very confused by that but I know that, like, my boyfriend, because he's not English, he's doing, like, a British citizenship thing right now, like, applying to get his British British citizenship. To which I'm always just like, why? Why do you want that? Why do you want to live here? This is shit. Let's go back to France. Um, and there's a whole, like, culture section of things that you would need to know. Like, you would need to know that Phil Mitchell is in EastEnders and on Coronation Street. <laughs> is this on the test i think so maybe not that specifically but there is are a you culture... joking i can't tell no i'm not i'm not lying i might i might be lying to be honest i wasn't really paying attention when he was telling me about it because i was just more baffled at like why would you want to be british i'm i'm still stuck on this eastenders thing that can, they cannot be asking you about stuff like that why not phil mitchell he is in eastenders um there was one episode where <laughs> He did crack like once and then a week later he'd lost like 10 stone and he was going, I need crack and he was like ripping off his apartment and stuff. This is all true. There was one episode where Ian Beale, his daughter died and he was like, Lucy, I've got nothing left. And it was a meme, yeah. And then he went missing and a week later they found out he was living in a park and he had like a full grown beard. He said this is incredible. I don't watch it, but I wish I did. It, they did used to show it on TV here, but I I never watched it. Just the the intro would come on and I'd be like, no, no, I'm not watching that. Thank you. But I didn't even watch the ones here. I used to watch like Neighbours, the Australian one. That no, was, no. East, EastEnders is like a real life documentary about, it, it's real as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's why it's on the citizenship test. Why else would it be there if it wasn't there you history? Go. I'm so confused. Speaking of documentaries, I've made a documentary and it's almost finished and I'm stressing out so much about it. Why are you stressed? Because if it doesn't do well, I'm literally going to quit because I've had enough. 
<laughs> but I threaten that like every single day to myself. I always threaten like if this doesn't, I'm gonna quit. Um, no, because I just I want it to do well, and I'm very stressed out about it. And I've spent a bunch of money on it, and it's the like. I I guess it's the biggest thing that I've ever done in terms of this career, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of effort has gone into it, and I've not revealed any information about it. People still don't even know what the subject is about. Um, I just hope it will do well because it feels topical and it's very silly. I've put a lot of effort into this and I don't tend to put a lot of effort into anything. So I really want it to do well. So I'm very stressed about this documentary at the moment. Well, I also want it to do well for you. I do know what it's about. Ha! But um, I like all I can do, I guess, is like manifest for you. Because, um, I mean, I'll, I'll share it like as long as it's good. If it's crap, I won't even watch it myself. But <laughs> oh, so I'll share we, it. But... Well, we were doing the editing and stuff for it. I was sitting with my videographer. Like I did, I did kind of the boring part of the edit of matching all the clips and stuff. And then we were going through it together to make it more fun and look more like an actual documentary. And like, that's the thing. Part of the meta joke is it looks really fucking good. Like the studio and the set, and the cameras as well, they were really high quality ones that we rented and whatnot. It looks like a Netflix documentary, but the content is so stupid. It's so like quintessentially British. It's so like British satire, you Mm. know? So it's just, I don't know. I'm very, I'm not nervous. I just want it to do well. So it's really stressing me out. Hmm. well like the quality is a big deal like i think that does push things to get Mm. viewed more because people are more likely to you know watch the whole thing or maybe share it or tell somebody i watched this thing and it was like from elise everything else is like (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) i'm sorry it was so mean i felt so mean there i can't even joke well no what if it's what if it does really really well like extremely well and then i get like you know you'd get a certain influx of followers that come with a certain amount of views right and then the next video that I put up is just, oh, I'm talking about Twilight. <laughs> well, I think people would come for your sense of humor at that point. I think that Do would you think be, so? well, keep them around. Yeah, well, like, they're not gonna, like, if they like it just because the quality and whatever, it's interesting, then they're gonna watch it and they're gonna move on. If they actually like your sense of humor and your, like, your content, then they will subscribe. Mm. But... I mean, I I think it has a good chance of doing well. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. So when is it? Like, can you say when is it coming out? Are you not sure? Um, we're going to get the first draft done this weekend because we just have like some final bits to tweak and stuff. And then we're going to get feedback like next Tuesday, you know, have a feedback session. Because my videographer, Kieran, who, um, well, Kez Motion, he used to do the podcast when we did the studio and stuff. So I've mentioned him on this channel before. He wants us to try to, we're at odds about what to do because it's a certain length and a certain interview part of the podcast kind of takes up like a good third of it. So we're butting heads at the moment because I'm adamant that we can't cut any more down than we already have from the interview because like there's the interview segments and then there's like the second act of the documentary. Uh, And we've already cut like, Two of them we can't because one of them is this monologue that is so fucking perfect. Even though I wrote it, which sounds really like, sounds so big headed because like, I wrote this monologue and it was really stupid. 
Um, and then to have an actor sitting there and reading the lines and stuff and like breathing life into this character, it was really validating because people laughed at all the right moments and it's so ridiculous. But it's a monologue and we can't cut anything off that. We just can't mm. because like the whole thing works and the actor did take perfectly. Um, but one of the segments, it's like, it is kind of long, but also that's part of the joke that it's, that it, it it's such educated bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. So we're, we're going to tweak some things and get feedback and just see if people think that anything needs to be cut down or whatever. Because it's about like, it's at least half an hour long at the moment, the whole documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if I get the unlisted version, I'll send it to you and then you can tell me what you think. But then we've got to make a trailer. So we've got to make like an actual advert for the documentary in the sort mm-hmm. of Netflix parody, you know. Oh, like super dramatic with the dun dun, like that kind of thing. Oh, it's going to be really good. I'm really excited to watch this now because you've been like <laughs> working on this for ages and I'm like, I just want to watch it, please. <laughs> Finish the documentary so I can watch it for me. Thank you. It's almost there. It's almost there. Really, And we got some, we got like a few, we got two good cameos as well from two very popular YouTubers that I'm really happy about. Um... And I'm not going to reveal any more, but yeah, I'm super stressed out. So, piss off. Um, not you. Not you. People just mess- people messaging me, like the audacity. Why are you messaging me? What's this person said? <laughs> Nothing. They liked my story reply. Good. Thanks for that. Useless information. Take up bandwidth in my phone. Do phones even have bandwidth anymore? Is that a thing that people say? I don't know. Anyway, let's not get into it. My hyperfixation for the past few days has been nuclear war films. Finally. Yes, let's get into this, please. I need an explanation. Um, I have, I can offer no explanation because I don't know what, like once in a while, my brain just goes, I want to research fucked up things and watch like fucked up films or whatever, you know? Um, so this week it's been nukes and I watched this, this kind of like, well, it was a BBC film that they showed on TV back in the 80s and it was called like a something to something. So I don't know. It called Freds, right? And it was like the most realistic depiction of what would happen to England if nukes hit England. And it's based in like a, in Sheffield, which is up to north, you know, and mm-hmm. these northerners are trying to deal with the nukes. And um, so I watched that. And... It was good, don't get me wrong, and it's incredibly bleak. It's super bleak. I saw people talking about this other nuclear war film called The Day After, which is an American nuclear war film, and I saw people complain that actually the ending of it is a bit optimistic because after a few days of... What was that? The nukes. After a few days of nuclear apocalypse, Americans, they just like get their shit together and they start rebuilding and they start... Re- yeah, You know, right. They, it was a bit like American, yeah. right? So I didn't watch that because I don't care for that. Like I want to read about or or watch bleak, you know, traumatizing stuff, right? Um, And I saw a lot of people talking about threads, which I'd heard of, but I'd never sat and watched it. Uh, And people were saying how affected that they were by it and how like depressed it made them and stuff because it's just that bleak and miserable, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's there's no happy ending at the end of it. Like it's really bleak. And I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's bleak but I just think like people are a bit soft really because this hasn't affected me in the slightest mm-hmm. I mean in fairness like we did grow up with that era of the internet 
software. Like, everything was awful. So maybe that's why you've just completely desensitized your brain. Because I can watch stuff like that too. Yeah, I agree. Um, there was this other nuclear war film I watched called Testament. And that was more about... It, again, it was a more realistic approach to... Because uh, it's about this family and America gets nuked. But then this family, like, it, it's a small village place. Um, so they don't get any of the aftershock but they get like the nuclear fallout and they slowly just start dying from radiation poisoning but there's no like big explosion or dramatics it's just about like this town that is slowly dying from radiation poisoning and I watched that and I was like yeah yeah it's sad yeah it's sad I know it's sad I just feel very detached from all of it yeah I mean you I, it's going to sound like really heartless now because like if that was like a real thing that was really happening you would be like upset about it but the thing is like you can't be upset about every fictional piece of media ever because you will break down into tears or you could just start watching nicer things I suppose that's an option too but you know it doesn't work I don't know well then I decided to watch a film that I again I've always read about but I've never watched and it's called The Cannibal Holocaust and it was like mm-hmm. a film from the 70s, I think. Actually, film director, Hostel director, Eli Roth, he really likes that film. And he he made a cannibal film called The Green Inferno, which I watched a few weeks ago, you know, and um, which was very, very graphic. There are certainly moments where I actually had to, this guy got his eyes like, you know. No, I can't up. do eyes. That's where I Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I had to look away from the screen when that happened. But for the rest of it, I was like, okay. Um, so I finally watched The Cannibal Holocaust and it's a very controversial film because at the time the director got arrested because the police thought that he'd actually like done a snuff film and that people had genuinely died oh. in it and they had to get because they did it was kind of like the Blair Witch Project like 20 years before the Blair Witch Project happened you know um, so the actors in their claws, they had to go into hiding for a year after the film release so they could act as though it was an actual snuff film you see what I mean? Okay, yeah. So that was like, they were pretending that it was a real documentary until the police got involved and then they had to get the actors to be like, no, look, they're alive. Oh my God. But well, I mean, in, what were you expecting? <laughs> in it. But in that film, um, the only part that really like made me feel uneasy was there's some real life animal deaths that happened mm-hmm. in it. Like they killed these monkeys and they got this giant turtle from a river and they killed it. Wait, they actually killed the animals? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Gulag, go away. Hate these people, horrible, stay away from me. What the fuck? Yeah, and they were like, not to get too graphic, this is graphic. Uh, Actually, fuck off, because I had to watch this. You're just hearing about it, right? Um, they, They were hacking up this turtle and stuff and kind of like pulling it apart. And I couldn't look at the screen then because it's real and it's disgusting. How is that not illegal? Is that not illegal? Know. I think it's illegal now, but the 70s were a bit of a different time because there's a few films. Like, I think um, there's a film about the Japanese unit 731, which was this kind of like torture. You, have you ever heard of that, Unit 731? I don't think so. It sounds vaguely familiar, but there's probably a lot of things with similar names. So Yeah, there was this. Um, I guess it was sort of an internment camp during World War II. The Japanese were kidnapping Chinese soldiers and they were doing tests 
on them, like experiments and stuff, you know. And there was a film about that and they actually killed like a cat in that film. So I think in the 60s and 70s, the laws were different. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously it was still frowned upon, but people people did it. So they actually killed some animals in this film. So that, for me, that was the more stomach churning, like, oh, I can't really watch that. But, you know, like the the tribes murdering these like awful documentary people at the end. That was fine. I just watched that with like detached kind of, oh, well, you did kill that turtle, so I don't feel too bad for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I... If those people are still alive that did that, I hope that they get eaten very slowly by, like, just a really small animal so it takes longer, like a hamster. But they can't leave. That's what I hope. <laughs> well, I think um, well, it was more the director's fault more than anything, because the actors... Him in particular. Bit, yeah, they got traumatised by what they... Because even in, in the film itself, like, when they're hacking up this turtle, the turtle, fem the female actress, the only, like documentary maker of the film she starts throwing up and stuff and um apparently the guys that did it they were very traumatized afterwards and they were like crying for days and stuff but the director was a bit of a tyrant and because there were some scenes that the female actress wasn't comfortable with doing um and the director just like took her away and just and this is all on the wikipedia he just yelled at her and like you know verbally abused her until she did this scene which i think was I think it was like the sex scene that she had to do with a dude, which I'm not sure because she said that they actually did have sex. But then the dude was like, no, she offered to have sex with me at the time. I had a girlfriend, so we didn't have sex. But if you watch the scene, it looks a bit realistic. They have the sex in front of this whole like um, indigenous Amazonian tribe. It's a bizarre film. Like the 70s were weird, man. I just, I don't, I think, no. Uh, I can't formulate my thought. I'm just so... The Cannibal Holocaust. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my review. I will not be watching it because they were mean to the animals and I yeah. wish them a very much die. Um, and that that's all. I had another point, but my brain is fixating on the turtle, so I can't I can't formulate any more thoughts. They're gone. Yeah, and I knew that I knew that going into it, because I'd always read about this film, but I'd never you can't get it like through Amazon or whatever, I had to go on one of those like watch movie, like watch movie for free websites to, to view it. Um, so I knew that that was going to happen going in. I knew about the controversies, but the scene itself, like on Wikipedia, it literally just says, oh, they kill a turtle, right? The scene itself, it's so graphic and it goes on for a good like two minutes or so. And I had to keep looking them both on the screen because I was like, this is too fucking much. Who is watching this, enjoying this? This is too, it's, it's too much. Like knowing it's real, and even if it wasn't real, it's still too much, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of hard to know then how you'd react, though, if it wasn't real, because you knew it was. So, I, ugh. Sorry, I just, the poor turtle. I No, he's living a happy life in my head. Everything's fine. I, <laughs> I'm choosing not to believe it. This is how I, I survive. <laughs> but, like, I this is, like, slightly unrelated, but it's kind of related. Like, there was, um this talk on from the BPS at the end of April or something. It's the psychology of cannibalism. And I really, really wanted to go to it, but it was all full and I'm very annoyed about it. And I was like thinking, can I just email them and be like, let me in, please. But then that mm. might look like I'm unhinged. So I'm not sure. <laughs> let me into your cannibal convention. I just really want to know about cannibals. <laughs> exactly no i really wanted to because i remember saying ages ago like i was looking into doing a forensic masters and i was like it would be really cool to do like a, a dissertation on cannibalism and the psychology around it and so this would be like really interesting to learn but then also maybe it would make me feel kind of sick so i don't know i don't know 
Yeah, cannibalism fascinates me. Nuclear apocalypse fascinates me. So if you put the two together and have cannibals in a post-nuclear apocalyptic land, I'm having a good time. But do you know this? My That friend of mine, Megan, I've mentioned her to you before, but uh, you haven't met her. But she uh, was telling me that apparently, you probably already know this and I'm just stupid, but it doesn't make any sense to eat for people to eat people because it doesn't, like you burn more calories eating people than you would gain from it. So it's actually, there's no nutritional value to eating other people. I can hear Why? my neighbor in the hallway and they probably just heard me say that. <laughs> like shit because i guess it's like an evolutionary thing like we evolved for that to not be the case because then if like it's the case for all not all animals but a lot of animals like they can't eat their own species because they won't get any nutritional value from it that's the best diet plan i've ever heard in my life are you kidding (laughs) free calories you could could get that's literally free calories then you could get so skinny if you just chowed down on your annoying neighbor or whatever are you kidding yeah. me? You shouldn't tell me this stuff because like, I'm one nuke away from just becoming a cannibal. Just to let you know. If there was a nuclear war, though, could you eat other people or would you get like extra radiation poisoning? Oh, you'd 100% get radiation poisoning, for sure. So then it's not a good idea to combine the two. Unless they were new people, like the next generation of people. What? The next generation of people? Yeah, because if you had a kid that they might have some if you're highly irradiated they might have some issues but they're not going to be totally irradiated but no isn't it like the opposite way around like if you're pregnant oh no if you had if you had kids after the fact so this nuclear Uh war whatever you're in your little like survivor megaton fallout free-esque home you know and then you have a baby so your plan is to breed children no nuclear (laughs) war so that you can eat them (laughs) No, because I'm fine with kids. I don't mind kids. It's adults that annoy me. So I'd have to wait for them to mature and then pop off and say some like dumb shit on Twitter. And then I get my knife and fork out. Should we make a disclaimer <laughs> that like this is fully a joke and we just have a terrible sense of humour? For Should legal we... reasons, everything I just said is a joke. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Also, I am not affiliated with this woman right here. <laughs> don't come No. God, I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't, unless the circumstances <laughs> dictated. What would be the circumstances, though? Then you're not going to get any nutrition. So I don't that know. Point... I'm having a bad day. McDonald's is just shut. Like we had this conversation. I think it was in the episode that we didn't post. McDonald's veggie burgers are not good. So I don't agree. The Mc the McPlant's great. What are you talking about? It's great. Maybe I just said, I don't like it. I don't like the texture. It's wrong. It, oh, it doesn't... <laughs> no, I like the... This is the conclusion we came to, if you don't remember, is that the plant-based Royale from Burger King is the best. Like, it yeah. is the greatest. But that's so the chicken I... one. Yeah. I love that. No, but I also like their plant-based Whopper. Like, I like that. But there's something, mm. like, there's, like, little bits in the McDonald's one, like these slightly like crunchy, like gristle or something, and it makes me want to vomit. It's realistic then, isn't it? That is too realistic. I don't want it. Oh, you're one of those, are you? Oh, it's too realistic. I don't know about here just being like, look, I will eat a person if <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. 
No, but it's the text. I've always had a problem with textures. Like when I was a kid, I couldn't eat parts because it would make me throw up. And then I remember like there was a phase in my life where I was eating meat and I got like a, it's not like a hot dog. It's like a sausage, but like a hot dog. And there was like, I was eating it. It was delicious. And then there was a piece of gristle and I bit into it and I gagged. I was like, this is hideous. So I think I have PTSD. I know exactly what you mean, because we used to get these meatballs in a can, right? Like gravy and meatballs in a can, which that sounds fucking dystopian. Just meatballs in a little can. And I really liked them because they just tasted like, I guess, artificial and whatever. But they had like, I think it was a chunk of onion, but it was like bristle because it was hard but slippery. And it put me off. Put me off my little meatballs in a can. Yeah, that's where you drew the line then. Was it a vegetable? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i guess uh that leads me on to this next segment i'm gonna call an amazing spirity theory that i heard this week okay. catchy title catchy title mm-hmm. right great <laughs> um i saw a conspiracy i was on conspiracy talk and mm-hmm. uh, i saw people talking about how joe biden's not actually joe biden he's being replaced by a clone of joe biden for what purpose because uh, the real Joe Biden, I saw some interviews where he was talking about being against gay marriage and he was being like, marriage is for a man and a woman. The real Joe Biden was a bit more, a little bit more like that way inclined. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of them are, let's be real. Um, whereas the new Joe Biden is like, what day is it? <laughs> yeah, well, he's old. <laughs> so like I think that solves that one you know I love a good conspiracy but you're not really ah. selling me on this one <laughs> well okay okay he used to have um oh well, actually I don't know what way around this is I think he had unattached earlobes and now the new Joe Biden has attached earlobes do you know what I mean so this isn't surgical he didn't no 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 because like as you either have attached or unattached earlobes like I've got attached mine are attached to my neck i suppose right i don't understand okay i'm just gonna we can move on i don't need to understand it's just a genetic thing but the new joe biden his earlobes are attached so it's like how did that happen it's kind of like oh my god i'm I'm levine yes (laughs) or like that picture of jeffrey epstein's dead body right but his nose and his ears are different sizes than how mm. they were before even though noses and ears are always growing yeah i'm not believing this either but i just thought it was very funny because there's a whole mm. comment section of people arguing about like whether joe biden is actually a clone the problem is unfortunately that i've actually just realized that i might be a bit naive because you've said this now and i'm like oh <laughs> like maybe it is the case i don't think a clone right because wouldn't a clone look exactly like him so maybe well, yeah so it could be a look like yeah yeah but then i think everybody's probably like three different people that's my idea anybody that has any kind of fame there's been many lookalikes that have played them and they just go through them they're not clones they're just killing off the lookalikes that's my idea who is they i don't know i don't want them coming for me i'm joking well did you see when um (laughs) i don't know why i'm preemptively laughing about this it was just funny at the time kim young um Mm-hmm. the recent one, uh, he, he went missing. He wasn't seen in public for quite a while in North Korea, right? So there were rumours that he died. And I, I, I believe... This. You remember, right? Remember? And a Chinese website um, 
They put out like an article saying that Kim Jong-un had died and they put this really badly photoshopped picture of him lying dead in a casket. Do you remember? It was like really funny because it was so obviously photoshopped. I never right? saw that. I just remember him being missing oh, and everyone was like, his sister's going to take funny. over. Yeah. So he went missing and then there was some unveiling of, I don't know, a street in Pyongyang and Kim Jong-un was there. Except it wasn't him. It was actually a lookalike. It was a body double because his teeth were all different. His ears and his eyes, his face. It was a body double. Like it was not the real Kim Jong-un at this event. But then he did appear in public actually alive a few months later and he lost weight and stuff. So they definitely do use body doubles for events that may... Like, let's be real. Maybe he was at home watching, I don't know, North Korean EastEnders. He couldn't be bothered to go with that. North know. Korean EastEnders. yeah. Phil Mitchell's like yelling about something, you know. There's like loads of propaganda. <laughs> oh dear seen. God! <laughs> no, maybe. I, like, but they do use body doubles because I remember, like, I used to get this magazine when I was a, a, a tween. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. It was some, like girls talk or something like that, and they were like interviewing body doubles of celebrities who like would go to events for them. Like Miley Cyrus had like twelve. Yeah. So it is a thing. Like, it's not that crazy. So then, then they just kill the other ones. Well, they didn't kill the other one. Just Kim Young and he could be bothered or he was on a diet or whatever. Maybe he was just really sick and that's why he got so skinny. But I mean, he's not dead, so... Problem solved? No. Man, no. Problem, problem not solved. Problem but not then, solved. wouldn't his sister, like, be worse, apparently? Like, isn't she really scary or something? Yeah, that's what they say. That she's a lot worse. Which already... I mean, that's a pretty high bar to try yeah. to be worse than the Kim dynasty, you know? I don't, I don't like it. I don't like It's just... Uh, <laughs> that's my whole thought. How am I not able to formulate a sentence today at all? This is your fault, actually. That's okay. I'll just do all the work as bloody usual. Wow. Wow. My back is some breaking. differences. <laughs> No, right, this segment, this is the segment that I'm introducing, and it's called Petty Reasons I've Blocked People on TikTok This Week. Okay, hit me with them. <laughs> because for the uninitiated, I have TikTok and I block basically everyone that I don't like slash disagree with slash they just annoy me in some way and it gets pettier and pettier. <laughs> okay. So, I'm really these, curious. these are all real. I went through my block list to... Like when you remember, when you remember something, <laughs> you remember <laughs> when you remember something, right? I went from my block list to to remind that remind myself of why I blocked these people, <laughs> and there's like some there's like some funny ones on there, you know. Like, have you ever mm. seen Chicken Shop Day? With yeah. Amelia something. They are blocked the chicken shop day and I've blocked her. Why? Because I should say this publicly. Uh, she was really mean to me. No, I've never spoken to her. I've never met her. I don't get nice vibes of her. And that's not about the act that she puts on. Because I know it's an act. I'm not stupid. I'm far cleverer than everyone gives me credit for. I just... I don't know. I think I saw her on like Come Dine Me or whatever. And I don't get good vibes from her. And then like... the the Right. The reason I block people on TikTok as well is because if you watch like two seconds of a TikTok, the algorithm will just feed you stuff, even if you say not interested. So yeah. I've just resorted to blocking everything that I mildly 
annoys me. The, I mean, yeah, I guess you could, but then you could also press not interested. Is it quick? No, because I no, because I do that. No, it takes more effort to block. Like, so I feel like I'm really doing something every time that I block. You know, I can so really feel the blocked? weight of my decision. Well, here's uh, I've blocked a lot of people, but here are the reasons of which I've blocked people. Uh, I blocked this one account because the girls' bites were too big. What? <laughs> it was one of those what I eat in a day accounts, and it was this, and and they filmed themselves like taking a bite of whatever they're eating. And I follow a few of these accounts, but this one girl, she kept coming up, and she wasn't taking bites like a normal human being. She was taking bites like a T Rex, and it was done on purpose, right? And it was like vicious. She'd have a burger, and a normal bite is like, right? And hers would be like. And she's put in her face while she's doing it, so she knows what she's doing. So I blocked her because it was infuriating. The bites are too big. Just eat like a normal human being. And but the thing is, is the comments will say, "Oh, like you know, like they'll make a meme or a joke about how she's biting it." And sorry, mm-hmm. I don't find it cute. I don't think you're funny. <laughs> it's annoying. Mm-hmm. So I blocked this girl for biting too big. I kind of get it. I don't like when people are like overacting stuff like that. It's just kind of obnoxious. Like I, I get Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was person number one. Mm-hmm. Um, this bloke was doing the street interviews, very popular on TikTok, and they usually it's fucking asinine content. Like anyway, the bar is like on the bottom of the ocean floor for these people. It's literally stuff like, huh, "What's your body count? Uh, what gives you the ick in a guy?" Yeah, crap like mm-hmm. that. But this one person, and usually I just scroll past, but this one person, he was like so dry. He didn't have a single brain cell working. The people would say something and he'd react by being like, like struggling to come up with a word. Oh, he's me. It was was a big account though. It was like like millions of followers. He was getting millions of views per video. And I was like, I'll be fucked if I'm adding one more view to this dry, boring, mundane content. So I blocked him. I mean, fair enough. I actually did consider doing street interviews. But then I was like, what the fuck am I going to ask people? This is going to be so embarrassing. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And people are going to throw stuff at me. And it'll be deserved. Like, I will deserve that. But I kind of still want to do it. (laughs) It's a bit awkward because for the documentary, we actually did uh, a street interview portion for the second act. And ultimately uh, like we got some stuff and it was funny but it was from like a lot of teenagers and I felt kind of a bit like uh, a little bit weird about that because like 15 year olds and stuff even though you're allowed to be on YouTube if you're over the age of 13 I kind of felt a bit like I'm an adult and I have even though I don't know these kids at all I have a duty of care and I don't like maybe it's not a good idea to include like a bunch of like there were some adults who responded as well but it was mainly teenagers who wanted to be involved and wanted you know to ask the questions that they knew the topic of which I was discussing you know whereas a lot of adults didn't really um but I kind of felt like no I feel like it wouldn't be that if if the documentary did really really well like stupidly well if it was my first video to get a million views and then suddenly like a bunch of 15 year olds are do you know what I mean I'm sure they'd like it but what if they changed their mind in a few years time and also what they were saying whilst it was funny and again, I can't say too much about revealing what Doug Bridge is about. It was way too on the nose, whereas I've actually been really careful with my script to not say a certain thing about a certain person, even mm-hmm. though we all know that a certain person is a certain way. I've been very careful to avoid that. So whilst these kids were saying this stuff and it was funny, 
I was just, I've made the executive decision to just cut the bit entirely because it would have changed the tone of the documentary too much. Because the way I see it, how it is at the moment, is it's just harmless fun. I'm poking fun at someone, but it's so ludicrous that it's more just about being silly. And mm-hmm. if anything, I reckon this person will see this documentary that I've made about this person and I think they're going to be chuffed. I think it's going to be an ego boost because it's like, I've really gone to this much effort and thousands of pounds just to poke fun at you. But if I'd included that stuff with the teens being that way whilst it was funny, it changes mm-hmm. the time too much, you know. But it's, it's awkward doing street interviews you know, because mm-hmm. most people, like, they see a camera and they start to act funny. Oh, they don't know I... how to, you know, they get a bit like, oh, they'll think that you're doing the news. And they're like, oh, you're going to be on the news. And I was like, yeah, BBC. <laughs> Anytime I see, like, a camera on the street, I'm like, I'm going to move away really quickly. I look like shit. Get away from me, please. I'm going to say something stupid. That's for my channel. If I want to say something stupid, it's on my own terms. Thank you very much. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially, like, because a lot of these street interview people, they keep popping up in uh, London and stuff as well, mm-hmm. like, in Camden Market or whatever, which is places that I avoid anyway because I'm a tourist, but, no. It's awkward, and the content isn't amazing anyway, but it certainly does have its place. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I no, I of, like... I kind of want to... I kind of want to go to Paris and, like like interview the people that are writing and protesting at the moment so it has its place in mm-hmm. but most of the content because it's the shit like oh what would turn you off a guy or oh how many guys have you slept with would you fuck someone on the first date because it's that shit it's just like who is this content for yet millions of people watch it so it's clearly for people that i just can't relate to it's for like 16 year olds idiots <laughs> no but i wanted to ask something like different but then i was like what the fuck do i ask people i don't have actually a goal like <laughs> i just want to go and chat shit with people so it wouldn't work but do you have more people on your list <laughs> i'm curious yes i do yes i do okay <laughs> so this girl this was a new account yeah um and this girl was posting this story time about this guy that she'd gone on a few dates with and then she worked out that he actually had a girlfriend and then she was doing her makeup and just telling the audience about this right and then she was like so i'm just gonna meet up with him one final time and, and the whole comment section was like why are you going to meet up with him you just found out that he has a girlfriend and that he's being a cheat like what are you doing you know and then all of her like it was a new account but all of her TikToks were just about this one situation going on. And it was so in-depth and it just kind of felt like, why the fuck are you telling the internet this? Like, is this how you're going to get your little two minutes of fame? Just by talking about this boring, quite frankly, like, it's not unheard of. It's not unusual. It's like, oh, some guy is being a dick somewhere. Oh, like, alert the Daily Mail. You know, it was just kind of like, why are you? And then she did... No, I'm not going to say that because it might give it away of who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but, it was, but it was this total, like, random, like, this total unknown. It was just kind of like, why are you going into this much detail about this situation? And then she was just doing TikToks, like, showing the text between them. It felt oh, like weird. she was doing it. Yeah, yes, and it felt like she was doing a TMZ reporting on herself. And I just kind of felt like, it just gave me a bad taste of, like, narcissistic are you to think that like this situation is so fucking interesting that you've just made like 30 tiktoks about it and you're updating and you're doing like do you know what I mean? it was so narcissistic that i just blocked this girl and she had like 2000 followers and i was like you're fucking blocked mate oh my i oh god we all need to know less about each other isn't that what everybody says 
people are too comfortable on the internet now. Like, what's to stop? And that's me as an internet person saying that. Like, you're all too comfortable. Keep some things to yourself. And also, it just, it wasn't that of an, much of an interesting story. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. We've had I mean, you some don't tell people about all the people you've eaten. You keep that to yourself. So yeah, why do. can't they keep stuff like this to themselves? I don't get it. People, they just don't have taste. <laughs> the audacity. They really don't. They just, they don't know what's good for them. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about the people or the TikToks. Five of them. Okay, fair. All fair. of them. All right. <laughs> All right. I blocked an actress, like she, an act, like not a TV actress, but I guess a TikTok actress, right? The ones that do skits. Yeah. Um, she did this like whole skits. skit. Yeah, she did this whole thing where she was putting on, she was putting on an accent. Um, a fake accent and she was doing her makeup and stuff and talking about some situation and it was whole, uh, entirely fabricated it was, it was a complete skit but the way that she was acting in the skit was really really annoying and it wasn't annoying in uh there's this tiktok creator called delaney Rowe, and she does these tiktoks of like you know the worst person you've ever met um tries to get a refund or the worst person you've ever met tries to order at the bar and they're excruciating to watch because they're actually really good i've seen the bar one I yeah, which is, yeah, I really like her. I follow her and I comment on her videos, like stop raising my blood pressure, like these types of <laughs> things. Because it's like, it's rage bait, but it's so artfully done and she's so funny and she gets it every single time. And like, I think she's great, right? And this person, I guess they were doing something similar, but it was just really, really annoying. Like it was insufferably annoying. So I just blocked them. I, you know, the kind that I hate the most though, is you know when they're pretending to have a conversation, but it's like to advertise something or like to tell you a tip and they're like, yeah, oh, I'm just like, I don't know, sending emails individually to all these companies. Why are you doing that? Because, uh, you know, you can just, like, I want to throw my phone at the wall. Yeah. It's It's horrible. It's, I just wish people hated themselves a little bit more. If people appear in these adverts, right, and they're like in software in the adverts, I will fucking go onto their page and I'll block them because they're in like stupid adverts <laughs> like that. You know, absolutely not. Do your adverts properly with like just do. I don't know. Maybe I'm hypocritical because I do adverts too, like for Ray Shadow Legends. But still, yeah. But those those ads are funny. First, of I all. know they're, they're the only thing on your channel that my girlfriend watches is your raid ads, actually. <laughs> I've not had them in so long. I think yeah, like so she hasn't me. watched you, so you need to get it together. I I want them back. I like tell my sponsorship people, I want raid. Give me raid. Get me raid. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, they can go and fuck themselves then, and you can just for legal reasons. Do... I can't agree with that. <laughs> I can say it. You can. <laughs> They're say not going to sponsor me. <laughs> the final uh, reason that blocked someone on TikTok this week, and I actually did this today. Um, I didn't like the the voice that they were putting on narrating a video because they were doing like I don't know who it was. They only had two TikToks on their account, right? And it was about some YouTuber drama, something like on Mr. Beast's channel came up in my For You page. And this person was putting on this, and then this person did this, and it looks like Jimmy wasn't happy about it. Huh, but then, 
see here, like whenever whenever someone says whenever an American and they all fucking do this, most of them do this, not my American audience, they'll go see the reason for that. Do you know what I mean? This, but the, it was such a fake voice because it was like you do not talk like this in real life. Blocked them. <laughs> <laughs> Pad enough. Yeah, I I think I've learned to tune those out. But if I think about it for too long, it is very annoying. Like, why are you speaking like this? Why are you doing this? Speak like a human. Like, why are you trying to sound computer generated? And do you know what really annoys me on YouTube? When people, like, when they're doing the voiceover essays and when they put in the fake laughs, and you can so tell, they'll be like, yeah, and that, like, I don't know. In ancient Egypt, they were constructing the pyramids. <laughs> but this crazy thing no, happened. It's, no, like, no, no. it's like, who are you laughing to? I know you're just sitting there in a room, a dark room by yourself with a microphone. Like, who are you talking to, babe? Why are you laughing? It's not like, <laughs> wait, I laugh in my videos all the time, but that's because I'm clinically insane. That's different. <laughs> they put on a fake laugh. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so many of them do it. And it just, that's my two cents. Well, it's in their script, probably. And I'd say they go and they sit and they redo it like four times. They're like, oh, that laugh wasn't realistic enough. Like, that's probably the best they can do. But it's not like a real laugh. It's like when you can hear the laughter in the sentence, but they're not saying ha-ha. They're Mm -hmm. kind of like like the pyramid example. I don't know how to explain it, but I know what I'm talking about. No, I know what you mean as well. I'm following. But then, the Egyptian, something like that. So it's not even a full laugh, but it's like, you're so putting this on. You are fake. You're all fake bitches. I'm We're the, the most only honest authentic YouTuber. people. We are. We're the most honest YouTubers. What happened to Eddie Seelan? How's he doing? <laughs> He's he back. Doing? Is he all right? He's back. Is he? oh, yeah. Good for him. <laughs> He's doing reasons, that's a joke. He's doing stuff, but I don't know what he's doing. It's like, it's just not interesting anymore like it's just it's not even like sad anymore it's just boring and he should just stop but i don't know like i don't know where he was i do wonder when people like anision disappear like how do they make any money how do they survive what are they doing i think he's got a bunch of money i remember i had like insider sources at the time when i was in my anision content just telling me shit about him which i can't verify i don't know him but it was just interesting it was like people that had like worked with him on mm-hmm. stuff that's as much as i'm gonna say not youtubers just like random people mm-hmm. um apparently he's fine he's got a bunch of money from the well the older days of youtube like the partner program and stuff he still has money from that well, it was a lot of money they were just handing out money back then, handing out stacks. Why was I a child? Why was I a small child? Why couldn't I have been famous and rich and, like, retire by now? <laughs> I know. I wish that I had just done a PewDiePie and done, like, gaming videos when I was 13 or something. Would have been... I'm depressed. <laughs> I know, that's Clinical. how I feel. That's how I feel. I've been depressed all day over this, like... What am I but doing? We're not Did... being... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I saw, like, I think it was Game Grumps. They said, because they're like, you know, they were really big back in the day. They don't get as many views now. But they said now, like, the way YouTube is, they don't view YouTube, and a lot of the big ones don't view YouTube as, like, the thing for their income. YouTube is an advertising platform for them to get money in other ways. And I'm just like, I don't... <sighs> 
don't understand. Is everything I've worked for, is this just like dead? Is it done? What's happening? I don't understand. I'm gonna cry. I don't like it. Watch her documentary. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Please do, because I want to make more. I want to, I already have a few ideas for the second and the third. I want to do one where, and I don't know Theo Von. I've never spoken to him. I've sent an email to reach out to try and get him on this podcast. We'll see, right? Um, but I really want to say the documentary did incredibly well. And then I just made like a boat ton of money. I want to fly out to Skinwalker Ranch and do a documentary of me like trying to find ghosts at Alien Skinwalker Ranch. And I want Theo Von to co-host that because I feel that would be perfect. I think that would be good content. So I don't know who that is, but I believe you that that would be great. Who is He's that? the American guy that we were talking about with the southern accent. I keep sending you his TikToks. Oh, I did not retain his name. I okay, apologize. Theo Von. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to remember that, but... I feel, I feel like that would be a real meeting of the minds. I, it would be incredible, actually. Thank you. Me, it pro-cannibalism. He, he's pro-cannibalism too. He's always talking about, like, he reckons that he could eat, like, a short person. So... So I stay away from him. We're not, yeah. we're not doing... <laughs> I didn't realise you were taking the strong stance of being pro-cannibalism. <laughs> I didn't realise we decided that this was a good look. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, it depends on the context. Context matters. Sure. But uh, actually, you're not actually supposed to say that cannibalism is inherently bad because it's um, culturally insensitive. So, But I'm being a centrist on this matter. So I'm just sitting on the fence. When it comes to cannibalism, I sit on the fence. Don't eat people. <laughs> Disclaimer, please don't actually go and eat people. But with that... That's the end of our episode. Jesus Christ, is that the last sentence of the episode? Please don't eat people. Can you Please, say something every- more optimistic? Everything Please. I've said is a joke. Please can this not appear in some sort of cannibalism court case in the UK in a year's time? You know, as me saying, yeah, okay, like condoning cannibalism. No. Obviously I'm joking. Obviously. Uh, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I don't care about saying things anymore, man. If people want to be disingenuous and take what I've said at face value, that's on them. I'm not catering okay. to dumb people anymore. I still think we should end on a lighter note. Um, <laughs> As your oh, brain shit. died. Oh, God. What's I'm good? Like... <laughs> um... Jeez, I, I kept watching uh, uh, gorilla videos on TikTok of gorillas like eating stuff. That's good. Okay, that's my like that's that. my lighter note. Look up Wait, gorillas on TikTok. I I have a a quick flash thing to ask you, and then that it's a good thing. Everybody's either a frog or a rat. Which are you? A rat. Great. Me too. There. That's oh, cool. Rat twins. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this uh, light, conversational, happy, not at all pro-cannibalism episode. No. I need to run because I am late for my dinner. Oh shit, you're like really late. Okay, let's end. I know, and it's like an anniversary dinner. So, you know, I, this is my priorities. This is my priorities. Go. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And Vangelina and I will be back soon for a new episode. So see you guys next time. I'm like a surfer bro. Bye.